Hello and welcome. I am Sofiko and this is Creative Minds Speaking, a podcast where I have conversations with creative industry professionals, bringing into the spotlight those incredible people who are behind the scenes of art and entertainment is the main goal of this podcast. On today's episode of the podcast, I'm going to interview Camila Anino. Camila is the Head of Partnerships and Programming at Primavera Pro, a conference from Primavera Sounds Festival. She is currently based in Barcelona, and I'm very happy to have Camila on the show because I feel like she will share a lot of interesting information with us. Hi, Kami. Thank you for being here. Hi. Thank you for inviting me. I'm very happy to have you. And let's start with your background. Could you please share your background with us? Sure. So I was born and raised in Buenos Aires, Argentina. I guess that if we talk about my professional journey, my first job was at a music conservatory. Wow. Um, yes. <laughs> I, I had actually been studying music there since I was eight years old and my mom was good friends with the director so it was sort of like a very organic transition I guess from st student to employee so you're a professional musician well no I mean I, I totally gave up on that <laughs> I totally gave up with, uh, to the idea of becoming uh, an artist and a musician at one point in my life but anyway that was my first job and you know it was also a good job I guess to have as a first job because I was surrounded with people willing to teach me stuff and and you know and sort of like take care of me and take me under their wing so I think that was nice and there I was doing comms and sponsorship then I started working for a local promoter freelancing in the booking department And then that job eventually became a full-time job and uh, we were doing all the international shows like, you know, like Coldplay, like Ariana Grande, like those kind of artists. And and then we were also doing Lollapalooza, the festival. And so after that, I did a couple jobs for HBO for their marketing department before I moved to Spain because now I'm based in Barcelona. And I moved to Spain to do a master's in global entertainment and music business at Berkeley. Then I started working as an editorial for a London-based streaming service. And then I finished the master's, moved to Mar Barcelona, started working for sound diplomacy, first in marketing, then in partnerships, then in business development. And now I work at Primavera. So, yeah. Wow, that's an incredible journey. You basically worked only in music your whole life. Yes. Uh, that's beautiful. <laughs> uh, why would you say you decided to build your career in the music industry? You mentioned that um, you gave up on your uh, artistic <laughs> career. Like, was it, was it an idea first to be an artist and then you kind of switched to the business part or was it something I else? Mean, I don't think I decided that I wanted to have a career in the music industry. I It just felt like there was no other option for me, you know? Like, I, I think I've, I, I don't think I consider other options. I've always been super passionate about music. 
And yes, I dreamed about being a singer, you know, when I was little. There's actually, there's a stadium that's like 10 minutes away from my mom's house. It's called River Plate Stadium. River Plate is like a big football um, team uh, in Argentina. And so I dreamt about playing there. And I mean, it was clearly a dream, you know, as you can imagine. I mean... So you get an idea, Taylor Swift is playing there like tomorrow. So you get an idea of how big it is. But anyway, there was a point very, very early on in which I realized that I was not going to become Taylor Swift. So that Sad. was not to go about it. And I decided to dedicate my life to everything that happens backstage. Mm -hmm. But I guess that was at like 13, 14 years old, you know. And after that happened, it was all about trying to sink in knowledge from people working in the industry in Argentina. And, and there was someone, I guess, that was really great with me and really kind to me and really helped me with that. And he's actually now the, the head of the of Universal Publishing. But yeah, I guess that's, I mean, in Argentina, right? Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think that's sort of like how it happened very that's organically. Very, I think yeah, that's, that's the word, very organically. Um, it sounds from what you're saying that you already kind of had a pretty good uh, career path in Argentina. But then you decided to do the master's. Um, would you say it was more... Uh, because you felt like you were lacking knowledge or because you wanted to, you had this idea of moving to Europe or everything together. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I did wanted to leave Argentina since, I don't know, since I can remember. It's a very complicated country politically speaking, socially speaking, economically speaking. So I, I knew that I wanted something different from me. It is a shame, though, because it was like when I did it, like I wanted to I wanted to do my bachelor's uh, overseas already. But then that just didn't happen for reasons i mean my i actually i mean the reason was actually my dad saying you're 18 you're not going anywhere and i was like okay sure maybe you're right so that's why i did my my bachelor's there and i stayed there for four years but after that i was just like all right now i'm ready to go do my master's and like start my career elsewhere Mm -hmm. um but again the industry in argentina was i mean the scene more than the industry the scene it was amazing i mean the bands that were active at that moment and they're still active now and that they're like popping up they, they were great you know like what was happening there it was really amazing so it was sort of like a shame to leave and not be able to witness that, you know, from the core. But at the same time, I don't regret my decision. I don't know if that answers your question. Yeah, it does. We will talk in, in details about your current role at Primavera Pro. Um, sure. But it sounds like uh, you're still kind of uh, helping Argentinian artists because 
you're bringing them to Spain to the festival. Yeah. So please share more about um, what your role is, like what you're doing, and uh, maybe what you like about it the most. Okay. So my role is many things. Good. <laughs> so um, I, I I program that like the one of the things I do, one of the main things I do is program the showcases of emerging artists at uh yeah at the event so that's where i you know what what you mentioned made sense of working with argentinian artists that's year we brought two argentinian artists to perform and that's probably i mean the you know that aspect of my job is the one that's probably closer to my heart in a way you know because emerging artists I think just hold a very dear space in my heart you know and and being able to contribute to their internationalization and to their career growth in general um, I feel very lucky to be able to do that um, but then I also do partnerships and you know different sort of like deals with industry organizations and brands and in the form of whatever you could think of you know from putting together a project to i don't know sponsorship to yeah there's just so many different kind of partnerships that i do and then i also craft conference content and educational programs so that's me and um, from what i know primavera has different locations it's it it started in barcelona if i'm not mistaken but then now it has different locations even countries um are you responsible for those as well or you're mostly working for in in spain No, I'm mostly working in Spain. I mean, Porto has been going on for some years now, but we've never taken our activities there. Uh, and the Latam festivals are pretty new. They had their mm -hmm. first edition last year. So that's like a pretty new development. I mean, idea is to eventually take the activities that I touch on there but can't talk much about that <laughs> <laughs> and um how do you feel about the um, work culture in spain and in argentina because you have experience in both and mm -hmm. was it hard for you to work in a different country um the language is the same i mean you obviously speak spanish but in barcelona there is also catalan Um, what are your thoughts about it? Catalans would be very happy that you mentioned that, I have to say. I mean, it is different from what I've experienced. And I mean, I've worked, there are all sort of people everywhere, right? Like you can't expect people to all be nice or to all be mean or to all be respectful or to not be respectful everywhere. You know, like there are all sort of people everywhere. But, you know, going back to the word I just said, respect, I guess that's something that I noticed when I started working here, 
that was different and that was better. I, I moved here when I was 22 and did the masters and started working. And so I was very young and, and I was very young and I, and I am a woman. So in the industry and in Argentina, I found that to, you know, it, it was difficult to be young, to be a woman, to have an opinion, to, you know, want to do things. I mean, I guess that it's probably always the situ- like this, a similar situation when you're young, when you're a woman, everywhere in the world, right? But I think it was like the problem of gender equality there where it's like 10 steps behind, you know, from what's happening here in Europe. I mean, the conversation wasn't really mm. on the table and wait i'm just talking about the live business because i never work in the recording uh, side of the industry so maybe that was different uh, that was a different situation mm-hmm. but i mean you know life could also be hard you know you have the night you have the long hours you have you know there are so many factors that also kind of like make it complicated but yeah, I guess respect is the answer of the key difference that I've mm-hmm. noticed when I moved he- moved here. That's interesting. I actually had the opposite impression. I thought that Argentina is one of the leading countries when it comes to the women's rights because I think I read quite a lot of articles about protests there. I think that the spirit is pretty much there. And, you know, probably when I left, which was 2018, we've had like two years of like people starting to speak up, to do demonstrations on demonstration to legalize um, abortion. Um, And it was it was great to witness. You know, I went there to those demonstrations with my mom. Uh, you would see like grandmas there. You would see, you know, like women from all ages. And it was lovely, you know, because finally we were starting to do the things and getting together and, you know, sort of like, yeah, picking up, I guess. But but I don't remember that before that time it was mm. that big mm-hmm. of a thing. And I mean, I'm talking about that this, you know, 2018 and this started happening like a couple of years before I left or like one year before I left. Hopefully there is a progress from the time that you left. Um, do you want to share maybe uh, um, the most interesting project you worked in your current role or maybe other roles or the most um, some things that you worked on that really made you proud uh, about what you're doing and maybe um added the realization that you're doing the thing the right thing that you're actually very passionate about i mean i guess probably like after this year's edition getting to have artists from taiwan from new zealand from australia from chile from argentina also from you know europe austria so I mean, Italy, uh, Sweden, just so many countries, Ireland as well. And I think that is great Mm -hmm. because in a way you're sort of like building a bridge between Latin America, Europe and Asia. 
and that was such a great experience because these are artists that you know they're starting out maybe they already have you know some releases there's something already going on for them locally but now they're ready to go overseas and to take their their yeah their project elsewhere and Mm -hmm. to promote it elsewhere and a lot of the times if you don't come to these spaces you know you don't really get to know them or to see them and to have a space where all of these artists can come together and can perform and and coming from everywhere in the world and you know being able to be a fundamental part taking a fundamental part in organizing such a thing i think that's beautiful yes it's it's a very beautiful thing thank you for sharing um you mentioned that you mostly work in the life sector of the music industry and yes you you already briefly said that uh, you need to be ready for the long hours is there anything else that um you would say that is very specific to the life sector i mean i think you can look at the bad things and at the good things, mm-hmm. right? Yes, the long hours, drugs, alcohol consumption, stress, adrenaline, anxiety. But the feeling I have and I get when I see an artist perform live, that sort of feeling is so rewarding. It's so great when you're seeing also the audience have a good time you know being safe being with their friends hanging out singing to the songs of the artists that is so rewarding so so it's like I mean I feel like it shouldn't have to be like uh in order to have that feeling you need to give up your soul you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I think there are ways and and to sort of like work in the live sector and well in the music industry I think in general and to still sort of like try to manage uh, work personal life balance mm-hmm. uh, healthy lifestyle I think there are ways and I think it's it's great to see the the iconic professionals with long <laughs> careers in the industry sort of like saying, you know, I'm I'm doing this to be healthy or I'm not drinking alcohol anymore or I'm taking a massage once a week. I don't know, you know, or that even I'm going to the shrink, you know, I'm going to therapy and and it's so important to sort of like understand that it's not really necessary to lose your mind and your body and your everything into working in this industry it's also possible to have an okay life you know it's also possible to be a mother right for those Mm -hmm. that want to be mothers thank you for sharing this because yeah i'm guessing that people who are looking at the uh, at this sector from you know from another side they mostly see those bad things that you described but um you're right that uh, with a good balance with like finding what brings you back you know to earth it's it's really possible to have a career i do have to say though that here companies play a major role as well Mm -hmm. 
like what are you expecting from your employees what are you asking your employees to do mm -hmm. you know because maybe if you had your booker in a show until i don't know three in the morning maybe don't expect that person to come in at eight right can you please share how do you deal with those situations with those very stressful situations because again we are talking about life sector so the things like uh, a musician can get sick uh, there is some last minute cancellations uh, i don't know visa or travel problems um, and um, what do you usually do like uh, do you need to find very quickly someone else do you have some kind of backup Or, um, and I mean, has it ever happened to you? Maybe it's never happened to you. You're like a person that never dealt with it. <laughs> I mean, well, the visa thing doesn't really happen to me. We do get a lot of like issues with like the logistics sometimes like hotels and this and that. I don't take care of that, but of course it affects me because, you know, you need the artists happy, you need their teams happy, you need their organization, you know, organizations coming with the artists happy. So, you know, you just want everyone to be happy and so you want everything to go smoothly and perfect. I do get stressed out, but I think I'm good at, like, putting fires down. Mm -hmm. putting out fires I don't even know what the right word like way to say it in English is but that's very important for everyone that works in the live business you know to sort of like be able to act quickly on things to respond to understand problems and just transform them into energy to solve them Mm -hmm. instead of just like whine about them i mean of course you can sort of like yeah complain but it's not going to solve your problem right and work-wise like if you have like last minute cancellation of a speaker uh, at the conference or yeah. the musician like how do you go about it usually what are the options you try to find someone else mm -hmm. it depends right like if it's two hours away or maybe a day away and you can't find someone else or maybe a week away okay that's fine Like, what can you do? Announce it, right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's... I can't even imagine. I've never... Really... Look at the contract. That's what you can do. <laughs> uh, and if we speak about Spanish music industry and Latin music industry, you mentioned that you mostly know Argentinian music industry, but um, would you say that those... Industri industries very connected based on the language and um, kind of work together maybe or you would say that in your opinion it's still very different industries uh, very different approaches very different music and like what are your thoughts on this no I think it's very connected um, I mean yeah we can talk about you know collaborations or or touring or you know those kind of things but i also think it's very connected in terms of sort of like cultural influences you know that impact the music the songs mm -hmm. so the heritage musically speaking 
and that's that's nice thank you for sharing uh, your thoughts uh, now i would like to move on to uh, more like just not professional but more like general life um, questions um, what would you say are your life highlights my life highlights yes. okay well moving to spain definitely i don't know if a highlight but like something that really changed my life it's really difficult And you know about this. I know you know about this. To be an expat. So that's probably mm-hmm. yeah, one of the most important things I've done mm-hmm. in my life. If not the most important. Then adopting two cats. <laughs> It's probably a life highlight. What else? There's also, there's also a nice life highlight. Which is also a work highlight, I guess. I forgot you know, to, to mention this before in your previous question so i was very young again starting to work for the local promoter in argentina and there was a moment you know when i was saying like the reward you get from watching the musicians play and and then you know and the artists perform and the crowd uh be super happy and just sing along the songs and etc so there was this moment where i was standing you know sort of like backstage but on the stage and there was um noel gallagher playing uh one of oasis songs and and so he's i mean the crowd in argentina is known to be you know mad intense (laughs) intense yeah (laughs) passionate And he stopped singing and and everyone started singing and sort of like the lights went on and they were like pointing at the crowd. So everyone was sort of like, you know, you could see the crowd. It was a massive crowd, you know, it was a festival. So I guess maybe like a hundred K people and they were all singing to that. And I was like, this is insane. Like, oh my God, what is this? What is this feeling that I'm feeling right now? So that is a highlight that I will always remember. So it was also, you know, like Oasis, you know, growing up, I used to listen to Oasis a lot with my brother and, you know, everyone's singing to that and seeing everyone sort of like have the same feeling of everyone loves Oasis, you know, and I don't know. It was just amazing. Thank you, Kami. Um, no problem. And uh, what would you say is your personal definition of success? I've been questioning myself that lately. I don't think I have the answer because... So this is probably very personal, what I'm about to tell. But I... So I have a brother, you know, he's older than me, 12 years older than me. Meaning he already has his life figured out and, you know, he already has a kid. And not that I don't have my life figured out, but I don't have a kid and I'm very far from, you know, those moments in life. So so basically he, he used to be a journalist and at one point he moved out of the city, went to, you know, moved to a different province to what we could call a very, very, very small town in the mountains and and started working in something completely different that but that was enough for him to work very little and make good money probably some he's working in something that i probably don't think he's like very much interested in that you know as like a saying like oh i love my job it just provides 
mm-hmm. and I, I, I get it provides and I get the time to do everything in life that I want to do. So I was like, okay, really smart way to go about it, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I've always had this very sort of like shark mindset of working, studying, you know, uh, reading. Um, I don't know, success, success, success used to look like what it would look like or, you know, I don't know what you see in the movies, you know, good job, good money, big house, you know. But is that actually success? Because I was actually talking about this yesterday with someone and we were talking about time. So what is having all those things and, you know, if you don't really have time to do other things Mm -hmm. and how precious is time and now I'm not really questioning time but then I guess that when you're already like 40 50 60 you start sort of like thinking about okay I don't because you don't have much time less I mean you do maybe or maybe someone invents at one point a fascinated vaccine that allows us to live for I don't know 50 years longer than not we do now I don't know Mm -hmm. But I think that's the key and that's some, what, something that I've been questioning, you know. So what is success for me is it having like a chill life, is it have, having like a very successful life career wise and then giving sort of like up my my personal life in a way? Uh, is it having money? Is it having, t- well, you know, everything that I've been mentioning and I don't have the answer. I think mm-hmm. I'm on the path of, um finding that out and I think that success has different meanings for a lot of people Mm -hmm. I think that what success is for you is probably not the same for me or maybe it is I don't know maybe we're the same um I think it also relates a lot to your background to your starting point you know in life I mean Mm -hmm. um so yeah I don't have an answer for you Sofiko (laughs) <laughs> no, you actually gave a very uh, big answer on how you're trying to understand what's success for you and what are important aspects. And uh, I'm sure you'll figure it out. And Thank it's you. all going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> um, at the end I of the podcast, I ask this uh, quick uh, questions. Some of them are silly. So be ready. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, do you have any book, movie, or song recommendations for our listeners? I was actually thinking about the series. It's not a movie, it's a TV series that I saw called Halt and Catch Fire. Mm-hmm. It's so good. So go and watch it. Halt and Catch Fire. Okay. It's a series. I, I don't know in which platform... It'll be for the listeners. We will for try me, to find out. <laughs> yeah, for me, it was in filming. It's a very good platform we have here in Spain. I think it's actually available worldwide, but I don't know. Who is your celebrity crush? I so many, no? <laughs> Can you give us just some? <laughs> the thing with me and celebrity crushes is that they don't really last for long. It's like, oh, look at this guy. And then that you know that vanishes but i guess that the last celebrity crush that i had um was the guy from the bear you know the from tv where? series the bear yeah 
No, I don't know. He's called uh, Jeremy something. Like a, he's also on, on Shameless. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna check. I'm curious. Yeah, you do that. What is your uh, the most useless talent that you have? Wow. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, I do have one talent that I don't think many people know of. Probably only okay. my brother or my mom. But I can wow. make this. That's, yeah. that's an exclusive information. <laughs> it is. But like this is a podcast, so it's only sound. You won't be able to see it. Okay. It's like it's I can move my. You know, we have the lip. <laughs> The lip that's like below, not the upper lip, the other one. <laughs> that one, I can make it move very fast. <laughs> okay, uh, maybe it's so maybe, useless. Maybe listeners will not see this, but I want to see this later. <laughs> I'm sorry, not available for your amusement. <laughs> And uh, the last question that I really love to uh, wrap up the conversation. Who inspires you the most? I think my mom. She's like a very. She also works in art, not music, but like actually like you know art. You know, putting on exhibitions, being a curator, and you know like different things. And well, first she was the one that always sort of like showed me that it is very possible to have a career in a not conventional industry i guess you know like my dad wanted me to be a doctor or a lawyer or like an architect and i'm like oh no. very typical <laughs> yeah you know <laughs> but I, i'm telling you that was the case like every time i went for dinner at his he was like you know i have a very good friend he's a lawyer wouldn't you like to meet him and i was like no <laughs> please don't make me do this so you know first of all he showed me that And she showed me also that it is very also possible to be strong, independent woman. And yeah, I don't know. She's she's good. She's she's my she's my inspiration. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Um, thank you so much, Kami. She would cry if she, if she lives. She if she hears that. I hope she will. <laughs> <laughs> Send her the link. I will. <laughs> <laughs> Once it's out, I will. Uh, you know, moms are amazing. My mom doesn't really speak. I mean, she speaks some English, but not on that level to understand fully the conversations. And the podcast is obviously in in audio format. English. Yeah. And in audio format and in English, and she's always listening to the podcast. She heard all of the podcasts, That's even amazing. though she doesn't understand. Like maybe. Of at least 50% of, of it yeah. <laughs> but uh, that's very beautiful that's very beautiful to have this yeah an act of love thank you so much again Kami it was a beautiful conversation you really shared a lot of beautiful thoughts about it about your profession and about the personal life as well I'm super happy that um, um, we found time to record the podcast and Thank you. Thank you. Thank you a lot. No, thank you so much for having me. It was really, really nice to spend the last hour talking to you. Bye.